2: With a takeaway, Tremaine Johnson. And he's gonna score! Touchdown Rams! turns turning back inside 10. Five. Right? Wow. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Touchdown Todd Gurley! Get the girl. SD 30. 35. 30. There 30, he goes, Philly. At the 30, being chased by Hopson again. Touchdown Todd Gurley! 71 yards right up the middle. They give it to Gurley running left trying to get to the corner. Turns the corner. It's a five dive! He's in! Touchdown, Todd Gurley! That's a fantastic effort. And now it's superhero time for Todd Gurley. Welcome, all you
1: Rams fans. This is Rams Girls brought to you by RWO Rams Central. Check out their website, RWO Rams Central. Com. Be the member. It's really fun, I promise. So, uh, I am Joe Branham, host of Ram Showcase. I am the uh, Los Angeles Rams beat writer on truelovesports.com. You can check out all my stuff there. Uh, I am joined today by a very special guest. Uh, not, it's not very often that I get to talk to a Hall of Famer. So, I'm really excited. Uh, we've got the president of the St. Louis chapter... Of RWO Ram Central, and uh, here we have Ram Man. How you doing? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking you know time out of your busy schedule to uh, join me tonight. Oh, it's no problem. Anytime we can talk Rams football, it's always good. That is very true. I uh, th- doing this show has helped me a lot because uh, I live out here in Colorado, and I think. Just about all of my friends are sick of listening to me talk about the Rams, so this is a good outlet for me.
2: Well, you know what, you, you're you're in the end of the uh, ponies, and you know they get to hold that trophy for a few more months until it, you know, the whole tournament starts over again. So you let them have their little time in the sun, but you know they're gonna have to, you know, loosen their grip on it, give it up soon, and then they won't have anything to talk about in Colorado, and maybe you can get them to start talking about the Rams.
1: That's what I'm hoping. It's been a long few years. Um, fun fact that we learned is uh, the only two teams to ever win a Super Bowl after the Broncos were the Broncos and the Rams. So we're hoping that continues, not the Broncos.
2: Hey, there's always a chance.
1: There's always a chance. It is a new era. I don't think there's any denying that. Um, to, no matter where you live, it's definitely a new era in... The history of the Rams, so we'll
2: see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they do in two weeks in the draft, um, whether they go quarterback or they ride with uh, Case, and you know hopefully something comes, hopefully something better comes out of that than they did last season. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do.
1: Yeah, we'll have to. We just got to wait and see. That's the. That's the fans' job, is to just cheer the, cheer the team on. Um, in kind of cool news, it's been announced that the schedule will be released tomorrow. Uh, I never call it the schedule. I always refer to it as the uh, the Rams' hit list. So that will be released <laughs> tomorrow. If you're listening to this after the 14th, then that's going to be irrelevant because you already know the schedule probably. So. But it's very exciting. I, I can't wait to see, you know how this schedule turns out. I think the Rams right now have the third most difficult schedule based on last year's winning percentage. So we'll see how it works out.
2: Well, you know one game is already set in stone, and that's That's in late October when they cross the pond to play the Giants. I'm just interested to see if they change it up a little bit. It seems like, you know, almost every season we're starting off against the Seahawks and we're ending up against the Seahawks. So, you know, let's uh, change it up a little bit and maybe you know catch them, you know, maybe get Seattle in Seattle to begin the season and maybe make them come on the road at the end of the season, you know, make it a little more difficult on them.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I feel like the schedule makers heard the Rams cries because I think it was four years in a row that it was week 17 at Seattle. And I think they heard our cries, but they just made it a little worse. They gave us at Seattle week sixteen, and then at San Francisco week seventeen. So it didn't really help.
2: It was actually, I think it was actually six out of seven. There was, was one it? year yeah, that we didn't have it. It was a lot. It was like it was like the schedule makers like, all right, well, you're going to have to do this until you beat them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was very tough, you know. It was. I hated seeing the schedule release and seeing week seventeen. So it's that's always been a really tough place to play. Uh, the Rams finally were able to win in Seattle last year.
2: It's been a really long time since that happened. So, it was uh... – So, hopefully that, that turns them off and we can shake it up a little bit. Maybe uh, end with a home game. That would be nice.
1: That would be very nice. So, I, I had mentioned before that you're in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. yeah, um
2: Yeah, there was a program way back when in 1999. The Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, teamed up with the league and with Visa, which was their, I guess, one of their bigger promoters. And Visa decided they were going to take one fan from every NFL city, and they would induct them in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a fan. And this is the only professional sports league that has ever honored their fan by inducting them into their own hall of fame. And what they did was they, they you know basically you had to find out about the contest. It wasn't published. And you you sent a picture, you wrote a little essay and then you know they the team in the Hall of Fame chose the fan. They they sent you a fan, and you were literally given a uh, induction pin and you got to go to the Hall of Fame and you got breakfast and you got inducted in the auditorium inside the hall of fame and there was a uh what they called the hall of fans it was right by the super bowl experience and there was a big long wall and everybody every fan had a plaque and there was a bunch of fan memorabilia there and i got inducted in 2004 to the hall of Fames.
1: and you said that was the last year that they were inducting fans
2: yeah because uh we'll throw this one blame it up on the person that Caused, caused the end of the contest, and that would be Jerry Jones. Jerry decided he and the Cowboys were going to go discover. And since not all the teams were using Visa as the card of the NFL, Visa dropped the promotion. So 2004 was the last class that was put in, and it's the Hall of Fans uh, display stayed there for two more years until the 2007 season. And then they took it down because it was old and, you know, the hall of fame is all about, you know, keeping things current, using space accordingly. So the, the display went away, but we always had, we're, we're always going to be the fans that were inducted in the hall of fame. And what we did was the first group that, that went up there in 1999, um, got together and decided, you know, this is a pretty cool deal. And we should make a, we should start a club. And they started what, we now know it as the uh, pro football ultimate fans association. And that started in 1999 with the first group that was up there. And if anybody that was VISA chose to be in the hall of fame was automatically a member of the PFUFA. So after the promotion died, uh, we decided in 2008, we decided we're going to get a, our own membership committee and we set up a guideline and we have what is called the draft process where existing members nominate other fans by giving them a draft card. And then they go through the process and they're by our membership committee. And if they're up to snuff and they're the right, right people for our group, we elect them to become members of the PFUFA. And,
1: and you you helped start that?
2: Yeah, I was, yeah, I, I came in uh, in 2004 and was immediately welcomed in as a member. And Literally from 2004 through now, I have never not either been on a committee or held an uh, an office. You know, I'm president of the PFUFA um, and have been president for the past four years. So before that, I was vice president for three years. Before that, I was a membership committee chairman, and I've been on the reunion committee and charity committees. And I've been doing something for the past 11 years.
1: You hold all kinds of titles, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. You know, (laughs) I have a lot of titles, but, you know, master of none. (laughs) It's
1: it's difficult to introduce you because it takes a really long time.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's hard to, you know, they charge too much to get cards printed out.
1: (laughs) So I had mentioned also that you're the president of the St. Louis chapter of RWO Rare Central. How did that happen?
2: Well, Um, my wife and I, we, we, we we were season ticket holders when the Rams moved to St. Louis. Now we immediately were huge football teams. Um, so as soon as they were coming into town, it was like, we're getting season tickets. And we, 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 we never missed a game. Um, and we always wanted to, we wanted to try to go to all the away games and try to get to every NFL stadium, you know, as like a hit list. So our, our nephew was out in San Francisco. He was working at Apple. So we decided we were going to go to Frisco a few years back when still playing a candlestick and stay with our nephew and, you know, go to the game out there. So, you know, we, we made a week of it and saw the site, and everything, and took the bus down to the candlestick. And we're walking around the stadium and dressed as Ram Man when these guys came up in these throwback L.A. Ram uniforms and said, hey, you got to come back to our tailgate. So I'm thinking, okay, it's probably a small little party but you know they're Ram fans so we'll we'll hang out and we'll party with them come to find out there's four buses back there there's probably 2,000 people all from Orange County and you know in you know Ram territory and they welcomed us in with open arms and that's where I met uh Manuel Moreno and you know we immediately hit it off and we had a great time and almost didn't want to go into the game because you know we ended up losing we We've looked and said, we should have stayed out at the party in the tailgate. But the next year, we're partying, you know, we have our own tailgate party in St. Louis. We called it the Ram Bastards of the Gridiron. And um, we're sitting there at our tailgate party, and these seven guys come up again and throw back, you know, L.A. Ram jerseys, carrying, you know, boxes of beer. And they just kind of set up next to these Johnny on the Spots, you know, one tent over from our tailgate. And I'm like, I'm looking and I'm thinking, and it's like, you know, it's, I'm doing stuff at the tailgate. And my wife goes, oh, you got to go over and welcome them and bring them over our, our tailgate. You know, they shouldn't have to stand over there by the giant on the spot. And just as I'm going to get my hat on, one of them pulls out a luchador mask, and I realize it's Manuel. And he sees me with the hat, and then it's it was instant. You know, we became lifelong friends from that moment on. It was fake. You know, to bring them out of all the places they could have been around the Edwards zone, they had it up at our game. You know, and I took them to a radio show, Roland Williams put on after the game. We sat there and talked and talked, and we've been best friends ever since. You know, it's a, we and we share the common philosophy that you know true Ram fans are are you know share this philosophy. We're Ram fans. We don't care where they play. You know, if they're playing in London, if they're playing in LA, if they're playing in St. Louis, they're playing in Cleveland. We're Ram fans. So, you know, we shared that philosophy, and, you know, we carried it on. So it was a natural that I would, you know, he asked me if I wanted to be part of RWO Ram Central. So I joined right then and there the, you know, the Orange County chapter. So once the Rams left here, it was only natural that we start the Booster Club up with our group, and we carry on, you know, our passion for our fall team. Yeah, it's really cool how,
1: like, uh, you know, fans from two completely different areas just happened to meet up, and I mean, now you're the president of the St. Louis chapter. Uh, we had Manuel last week on the show. Uh, if you haven't heard that, it'll be on the website. It's already on the website. You can check that out, that interview out.
2: Well, I've That's, heard it.
1: <laughs> that was that was a fun show. He he gave me a song to play. Everything. It was fun.
2: Oh yeah, I love his "Batter and Ram" boogie. <laughs> yeah
1: good stuff. If you haven't heard that, that is at the end of the show also. You could you can go back and listen to that one. Um, so you kind of talked about a little bit how the, like, the Edward Dormstone and stuff like that. So, I mean, we all know that the Rams are now at L.A. Um, so I wanted to hear from you. What is the feeling uh, in St. Louis? Like, are are there still a lot of Rams fans?
2: I don't, I don't know if I – I, I would think there's a lot of Ram fans because um, they've been here for 20 years, over 20 years. And, you know, you, that's not something you just – you know, if you're a true Ram fan, that's not something you're just going to throw away. You know, we've got a Super Bowl victory in um, probably what was the greatest Super Bowl ever played um, with a tackle by Mike Jones. So that's not something you're just going to forget about. I mean, really, you know, you yeah. The towns hurt; they're upset, but they're not upset with the team, and that's what I think everybody misunderstands. You know, we're not mad at the team. We don't. We know the team's not responsible for for leaving, and it, it's it's you know Enos and uh, Demoff. and That's who everyone in town you know wants to lynch. Um, but you know, because I mean, you know, we're we're, we're having a an on the 23rd hosted by Isaac Bruce for his charity where they're going to use the dome and they're going to play flag football with all the greatest show on turf players are coming to town and they're going to have a flag football game and all the proceeds go to charity. And it's something to, you know, take St. Louis's mind off of, you know, what they've lost. You know, give them a little football and a little fun and remember the good times. And then our group, RWO Rams Central St. Louis, to honor St. Louis and fans we're going to get together on an opening weekend and we're going to be down at the dome in our tailgate spot for the first game with the game on the TV and we're going to tailgate like it was a normal game and say you know salute St. Louis for their 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 fan and you know let let them know that we're still here
1: yeah i think that's really important because i mean i've I'm in, I'm in colorado so i was very vocal about being indifferent you know, I know that over the past four or five years, even, it's been, you know, a split fan base. It seems like it was, you know, St. Louis versus L.A. And
2: Yeah, know, but, that, I mean, you know, it, it, it really, that was, I mean, honestly, that was the minority. That was probably the 5%. They were the most vocal because of all the hate they were mongering, but that was 5%. There was a couple people here in St. Louis who honestly I, I clarified as idiots. Um, and I, I, the guy actually came up to me in person after, you know, because kept, he kept trying to get me to join his, his stupid group. And I'm like, dude, I want nothing to do with you. It's Like, I'm a Ram fan. I'm not going to bash. Some of my best friends are in Orange County. A lot of my best friends are in Orange County. And I'm not going to sit there and say anything derogatory for, toward them. And they're not doing the same thing to us. It's just you and a couple idiots in LA. So, you know what, you people need to get your shit together and and know what it is to be a fan and to be a Rams fan. And it has nothing to do with where they play. Has nothing to do with LA, it has nothing to do with St. Louis. They both have passionate fan bases. And well, as soon as you get that, you'll understand. Because yeah, I it, think that's, that's what's what important. it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a couple it's the it's always the little group. That, that causes the trouble. You know, and because, and, I mean, honestly, you know, we got some guy out in LA that puts a billboard up, bash St. Louis. It's not necessary. You know, it's, you know, it, it, there's no reason to get the, it, the, it's over. I mean, they've moved, they're there. Let it go. I mean, let Ram fans be Ram fans now.
1: I agree. I, you had mentioned that it didn't matter where they play. I was the same way. Um, I had talked about if, they're, if they become the Moon Rams, I'll root for them. I'm gonna have to plan a trip to the moon. Uh, so all it does <laughs> that for would me be is an expensive trip. <laughs> I
2: don't know how you chill up there, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully, That's how. Uh, I'm like I'm like dead center in the middle of E. Like either way, my travel plans are almost identical. So, but instead of you know.
2: Uh, going east, I go west now. So, yeah, I mean, I it, it's you know, I I was the one ever I I got people beating my door down doing interviews, and one of the local TV stations came in, came to the house for an hour and a half, and you know, and went through my ram room and sat there and talked to me and my wife, and and were shocked um, because there was no anger, and it's like you know what, hey yeah, we're hurt, we're upset, you know, because, you know, something we had been doing for over 20 years is not going to happen anymore. But, you know, we're not mad. I mean, it's... it's There's no reason to be mad. It's like, we're still Ram fans, and we're still going to go to games. We're not getting rid of any of our, our our gear. In fact, when everybody in town, all the supplier, all the stores in town put it on, like, 90% off, we went out and bought more.
1: <laughs> that is... That is the greatest thing ever. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, a I, got a, I got got a golf
2: bag that normally sells for $275 for 30 bucks. That's awesome. It's yeah, something
1: I, I enjoy here, too. Uh, it's, I know it's been a long time since the Rams have been in the playoffs, so usually, like, wild card week, I always hit the local sports stores and get all the gear I can.
2: There you go. That's the best way.
1: So when is, when is your first trip out to L.A. going to be?
2: I don't know. I mean, we need to... Basically, that's another thing. You know, ever since the move happened, um, being part, being president of this football group and knowing all these fans from all these other NFL cities, it, I gotta really say that they helped a lot as soon as the news hit. Because I had calls from—I mean, I literally have over a hundred calls when the, when they announced it, and you know, with con- condolences and making sure it's okay, making sure my wife's okay, and. Offering to do other things, non football related. So we actually have three trips planned already this season um, that aren't football related. We're going to, you know, we're going with some friends. I'm doing a charity event in Baltimore for uh, a scholarship fund for underprivileged kids in the Bel Air, Maryland area. So I'm going up there as Ram Man to do that golf tournament. We've got the Hall of Fame inductions with Pace and Green going in. We've got a trip down to uh, Branson with some Buffalo Bills fans. That's going to be in June. And then in February, we're going to be heading to Mexico with some Packer fans and Raven fans. So right now, it's looking like, you know, we're going to look at the schedule and try to probably stay close to home this year and maybe hit Detroit. Um, But, yeah, we definitely want to get out to the Coliseum because I've never been there. Um, so I definitely want to check it out and see a game in the Coliseum, and and definitely hit you know let Manuel and Mike Martinez and everybody else in RWO Ram Central return the favor and throw a killer party because I'm I got a taste of it um, when we went to San Diego and we got to see all the fanatical Ram fans down at, at Qualcomm, and it was just a great time. So I can't wait to do that again.
1: Well, I'm definitely going to, need to be in the loop of when this party is.
2: Well, yeah, and definitely, and, and like when we talked off the air, you know, when the when the game's coming to, to Denver, that's a great meeting point for LA and St. Louis to meet up because we'll have a we'll have a group coming from St. Louis, and I guarantee you, we'll have a group coming from LA, and that's just an awesome place to to go tailgate and play some golf and watch a football game.
1: Yeah, being part of the, uh, the RWO Rib Central Club now, I know there's. Texas chapters. There's
2: Arizona, uh, Missouri. I think they got almost every state in the country. We're, I'm pretty sure it's it was close. Right.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah they're they're trying
2: to, they're trying to cover the globe. Let me tell you, and we had some people that were were you know in our tailgate. You know we had Wales and London, uh, Fernando Flores from Mexico City. You know he's in. So we got we got people everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's that's the best part. Is I feel like Denver is a nice central location, so I'm hoping to draw a lot of fans to that one. I've been to games, I've been to Rams games in Denver before, and uh, more Rams fans than I expected, but still not enough for my liking. I would like it to turn into what the the Rams at Chargers a couple years ago was, where it was just. You know, overrun by Rams fans, where the Rams score a touchdown and the crowd's louder than when the home team scores. That's what I want to do. So well, any of you Rams And fans if listen? you
2: want that, if you want that to happen, Joe, I encourage you to send a letter and t- address it to Jeff Fisher and tell him to get on the get on the ball <laughs> and start <laughs> winning some football games.
1: <laughs> I would tell him we, we we may not be the most excited to see. See Case Keenum. Let's let's get something exciting.
2: Yeah, I mean honestly, I mean you've got the kid that they drafted last year, you know, from Oregon State, who can throw the ball. But I mean, you've got to do something. You got, I mean, you've got to have a franchise quarterback, and I don't think right now we do. But I'm not sure if you know Goff's a great local talent. I'm not sure if he's the guy either. You know, listen to a lot of people. I don't. I don't. See a lot of his his games being on the West Coast, but I'm not sure listening to the, the pundits if he's the you know a franchise quarterback or just the best available. So, you know, you've got to have the franchise quarterback. You've got to have you know go-to wide receivers, and it seems like we're getting that direction. You've got the the running back, um, and if we could get these linemen a couple more, you know, maybe another year under their belt to start making the holes for Gurley that solves a lot of your ills.
1: Yes, it does. I actually am a kind of a fan of our offensive line. I think they do a really good job. I think they're a little underappreciated, but as far as the quarterback situation goes, uh, we don't have the franchise quarterback on the roster. I think we all know that. And this draft class is honestly just really weak. Um, kind of leak it into the show that I'm having tomorrow night with another writer on true Uh, I, I don't like Wentz at all. I, I don't think he's going to really make it. I I've seen nothing from Wentz that impresses me. So uh, my number one is Paxton Lynch, and then I have Jared Goff, and uh, behind that, Connor Cook, and then Wentz.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I'd keep Connor Cook up there like third. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, I mean, Wentz. You know, he's as he's as good as he is because he play anybody. There's no, there's no national power in that that conference. Exactly. So, you know, it's yeah, you know, it you know, if you put Peyton Manning up against high school teams, yeah, he's gonna look phenomenal. That'd be um, fun to watch. Yeah, I would. But, I mean, <laughs> but that's exactly what you're looking at. So this guy puts up all these great numbers and he gets all this, you know, hype at the combine. But you know, you put him in against all the great number one talent around the entire NFL, he's not going to look that good. And that's what you see happening with, you know, you had that with Bradford, Tebow, Manziel's a victim of his own stupidity, it's but I, he would have had the same problem with him. It's You get all these quarterbacks out there, and then, you know, they were great in college, but they don't transition.
1: I'd like to see how Carson Wentz handles himself when Robert Kinn is, Quinn is
2: coming at his blind side. Well, it, I, we may not see that for a couple of years because if Cleveland takes him, we're not going to, you know, hes going that's where quarterbacks go to die, and he will get killed. I mean, it may not be Quinn killing him, but it'll be somebody in Baltimore, somebody in Pittsburgh, and somebody in Cincinnati um, just pounding him to death. It
1: will be somebody do uh, it's it's tough for cleveland quarterbacks because they, they they always sign these new guys but that division is notorious for really tough defenses and for a young guy to come in and try to face those defenses especially when it gets to you know november december it's cold and it's terrible up there it's it's got to be difficult
2: well it is and but a lot of the times you know they tried to build those teams around running back so that the quarterback didn't have to do anything, you know, You had a, you have a great running back in um, Bell in, in Pittsburgh. You had one before, you know. He had issues with domestic abuse um, in Baltimore, but and then Cincinnati, not so much. They 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 are it out all the time, but uh, you know they try to do defense and running and pound and you will pound and pound the flesh, but. Cleveland never has. Cleveland never put anyone around the quarterback. They just leave them out there like a land of sloth.
1: That's true. Uh, luckily, the Rams will not have to deal with any cold weather anytime soon, except for those Seattle games and, the, of course, the random out of division games. But,
2: Well, I mean, look at our, our what we got. Um, yeah, the X-Giants game would have been, you know, that's in London, so that I think the weather's going to be fine there. Um you got New Orleans, you got Detroit to Dome. Uh, Chicago, depending on the time of year. Um, you know, it, it it they may not have a problem. I mean, weather may not be effective this year.
1: Let's hope not. There was a couple of years ago that the Rams had two wait No I'm lying. I think it was three three or four outdoor games for the entire year. It was the year that the Rams had to play against the the AFC South and the two road games in the AFC South were against the Colts and the Texans, so two domes there. Obviously, the eight uh, with with the home games, and then Arizona. I can't remember the, the other NFC teams we played, but yeah. You
2: know.
0: That was oh, yeah, it would have been
2: Arizona, Frisco, Seattle, the three of the four games. That's what was the AFC South that probably would have been the NFC. I don't remember. It may have been the NFC North, because it it would have been been. probably. Yeah, I bet the other game was Green Bay. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was because I was. I know it's when I was there. Um, But yeah, I mean that something like that again would be great, and that would help help the team out immensely. Keep it dry, keep it sunny, and keep it warm. Yeah,
1: that is true. You don't want to play Seattle week seventeen again. The schedule makers have heard us. Um, or Chicago.
0: In I don't think, I
2: don't think. I, I honestly don't think they'll do that. I think it's going to be. I we might even end up. Um, I would think it would be week seventeen against the Cardinals.
1: I'm not opposed to that.
2: In, and have it be in in Los Angeles against the Cardinals that would well, be I'm really a great end see of the season.
1: What the schedules maker do the schedule makers do with primetime games for the Rams now with them being in LA big market um, a lot of attention around this team right now with hard knocks and you know just the move and everything. So there's a lot of attention on this team that can draw national media. So I love watching the Rams in primetime and I'm Yeah, really excited I, to I see would think you're going
2: to get I would think you get at least... Well, every team gets one Thursday night game. Yeah. So I would think you get a Thursday night home and at least one Monday night at home. Um, because you've already got the national game in London. Um, so I would think... I would. i mean, I'm trying to think of the schedule. Probably all divisional games. I would think maybe a Seattle game. I'm not, I'm not going to say Frisco because they're still going to be bad. Um, but Seattle and Arizona would be good good primetime games because they're always competitive and it's always, you know, a slobber knocker. Did
1: they give us the kickoff time for the London game against the Giants?
2: Um, I don't know if they've given the kickoff. I think they just announced the game. They haven't given out any times or anything, but it's usually like 9 a.m. in the morning yeah. my time, so it would be like 7 a.m. Oh, L.A. time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You have to set your alarm to me. get
2: up that Sunday.
1: <laughs> it's, it's always really tough, but it gives us a quadruple header, so I'm okay with it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. you, you Yeah, you're loaded with football day. You start off at, at 8 a.m. and do three games at a time. it would be awesome. Yeah.
1: You get a little bit of a break, and then a Sunday night. It's perfect. So there that's they go. The best way I can spend a day is when there's a, a London game. So, um, so I want to ask you, from your perspective, from what you personally are seeing – what do you expect from this team in these next few years?
2: Well, I would expect nothing but good things. I mean, if they if they continue to do the, the right things, building the team in the draft, um, you know, because it looks like they're they're they've resigned important free agents. Because um, I'm I'm one that was I'm a big uh, Tremaine Johnson fan. Ever had I've been since he's been here. I think he's been always been better than uh, JJ. So I was happy to see him resign. I think if you if you get the right guy quarterback, if you get some decent wide receivers and the line gels, I think you're going to it's going to happen. I think you're going to win games, you're going to start seeing playoffs and once you're in the playoffs anybody can do anything.
1: That's definitely true. See from from where I'm sitting, the key to this team making the leap and going into the playoffs is defensive consistency. We've seen them shut out amazing teams, and you know, but then the next week they give up, you know, 150 rushing yards to one guy. So for me, defensive consistency is the most important piece. And at that point, Case Keenum, whoever it ends up being, just has to limit mistakes. Um, Nick yeah, Holmes and I, I tried think to do I think much. you
2: get that. I think you get that defensive consistency by avoiding injuries. Because I think you would have had that last season if you don't lose you know, a linebacker in the beginning of the season, you don't have Quinn go down for multiple games. Um, if you can keep your defensive core intact and not have a major injury injury to Donald or Quinn or, you know, uh, Tremaine Johnson, I think you'll get that. And I think you can have a quarterback that can just manage you know, manage the game and, and win 10, 11 games.
1: Yeah, there's a reason guys named Brad Johnson can win a Super Bowl. It's not because they're amazing. It's because their defense plays well all year, all year, not just sporadically, and a strong run game. And that is something the Rams can do. They have the ability to do that. Case Keenum played really well at the end of the year, not – blowing up you know any fantasy leagues or anything but he he limited mistakes and that's exactly what he needed to do and the rams were able to win some games
2: yeah i mean honestly he should i mean we should have won the baltimore game i was i was at the game and I, as soon as he got hit i knew he had i knew he had a concussion and i knew we were in trouble you know when he took the next snap when he fumbled and we ended up losing the game it was just yeah you could see it just being in the front row but you know it's it's you've got there's a couple other things you got to take into account too that are important, and I'm not trying to bash him, but Fisher starts slow he just does i mean he he does a vanilla you know I'm sure he's got to ramp it up for hard knocks this year, but he's got to start quicker at the beginning of the season you need you can't go into one and three two and two you need to you need to you know pretend like it's the middle to the end of the season and play consistently throughout.
1: That's true. So you you mentioned hard knocks. Who is the one person you're most excited to see?
2: Well, that's interesting. Actually, I'll go ahead and throw this out. I want to give a shout-out to uh, our recovering wide receiver who's doing amazing, Stedman Bailey. Running routes this soon after being shot in the head is just amazing. You know, that's a – thank God for that. It's, I, I love the guy. have been friends with him, and I'm glad to see it. Um, but I guess the one person um, that has, like, the personality is going to be Johnny Hecker because he's a practical joke. He's funny. He will definitely light up television, our punter, and he'll do all kinds of goofy stuff.
1: Johnny Hecker, that's a good one. I've been going with Greg Williams because of his intensity. And I'm interested to see which Greg Williams we get—that calm Greg Williams that just tells you what to do, or that crazy Greg Williams that yells at you. <laughs> and I'm really yeah, it'll to be
2: interesting. That. But I, I mean, honestly, Fisher, Williams, Donald—they're all quiet. I mean, they're all really reserved, really quiet. They get the job done. Um, so they're not going to great on television. <laughs> that's, You're not going to. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to pass uh, sexy Rex. You know, dropping f bombs every other you know episode with the Jets, but you know it, you'll get some, you'll get some personalities that'll come out. Plus, you'll get some rookies that'll be you know doing really stupid stuff, and it'd be great to see the the veterans chewing them out and stuff like that. You know, holding them accountable, yeah, seeing think, that kind of behind the scenes stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the best part. I, I think a lot of people are excited to see Todd Gurley, but this is a. a another one of those guys who just isn't very obnoxious. He's very quiet, just does his job. It's him and Aaron Donald, probably, you know, the two best players on the team, and they're just really quiet, really mild-mannered, you know. <laughs> so I think that'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, and I mean, seeing, you know, I was at training camp last year when they were here, and it's like, you know, a lot of times, you know, but you'll see behind the scenes stuff that a lot of times Gurley keeps his helmet on the entire time. So you don't even see facial reaction. So, but hopefully they'll, 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 you know, remind him that, yeah, you're on TV, take it off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I can't wait for hard knocks. Uh, I know a lot of people say it's like, oh, this is a young teen, they don't need the distraction. But when you look at, Teams that have been on hard knocks compared to their record the following season, there is no correlation. The Jets made it to the AFC Championship game after being on hard knocks, but there's also teams that end like 4-12, and so there is no correlation. I'm just excited. I've been waiting for the Rams to be on hard knocks for
2: a while. Honestly, if any fans were out at Oxnard for the Cowboy practice, um, the team practice with the with the Rams, that's more of a distraction with all the media and all the hoopla going on out there. That's a bigger distraction than, uh, hard knocks. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of, it's a, it's the age. I mean, it's the modern age where every, you know, you've got multiple of like your beat writer. You've, you've got so many press people out of practices and you've got big, huge press conferences after every single session that, you know, it's it's going to be a distraction whether it's HBO or ESPN or NFL Network or uh, Telemundo, whatever it is. You're it's you know it's that it's that kind of it's what the NFL does. They're all about getting the message out there to the fan bases. So whether you know Hard Knocks is no more distraction than NFL Network is. It, that's definitely a possibility, especially with
1: what happened in that practice and how it escalated, you know, that I – don't, I don't feel like that's a good thing for the team. It was fun to watch. It was cool to see that intensity and, you know, these guys going out there giving it their all and all this stuff. That I liked that part, but it can't well, – you get round me. two
2: this year. Yeah. They're doing it again, so you're round two.
1: Yeah, that preseason game should be a good one. I know – It's a lot of returning players. That was only a year ago, so we'll see what happens. This will be a fun preseason. I'm very excited, personally, for this preseason. Yeah, because
2: they're coming to your town, aren't they? They are coming.
1: (laughs) uh, Sports Authority Field is about an hour drive away from my house. I'm in Colorado Springs, so it's just up. I-25, I take that. It's right off there, and I will definitely be there we've got some rams fans out here uh we're all going to get together for that game so i can't wait the last time it's kind of cool how it worked out the last time i posted on facebook and said uh like the preseason schedule is coming out soon i hope the rams play in denver they did and so i did that again this year and it worked i'm like a prophet or something
2: there you go well hey next year for pray- I hope the bands get the get the Hall of Fame game because <laughs> they I still owe us for that. Yeah, we need to play in Canton. That would be great, especially if we have you know more Rams going into the Hall of Fame.
1: Next year should be a good year. You know, I thought it was going to year. It should be.
2: I it, you you know we got two this year, and we should at least get one next year, if not two. If not a Warner Bruce, definitely Warner. So
1: there's been a lot of. Rams. It would be nice. On the verge lately.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you, and you've got a a good crop, you know, for the future that are that are just you know starting out their careers. But you can definitely see a Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald, uh, definitely Gurley. So you know, you've got definitely Hall of Famers because they're they're going to make multiple Pro Bowls. They're going to be uh, you know icons in their position. So. There's, there's a there's a lot to go you know there's a lot of franchises out there that have no 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 ideas and no thoughts on the Hall of Fame because they have no talent at all but at least the Rams have a talent base to, to draw from
1: that would definitely be a trip up to Canton if the Rams are playing oh the Hall it, of Fame. it's a
2: party as we discussed out there yeah, you're out
1: there every year
2: right yeah I've, I've gone every year and I'll continue to go every year so what is um, what is your hall of fame the week look like? So. <laughs> um, it it used to be when I first started with the group, it was it used to be literally a weekend. You know, you'd go up Thursday and everything would start on Friday, and you'd be done Sunday and come home. Now you leave Tuesday and go halfway, maybe stop in Dayton or something, and then get to Canton, get in Canton on Wednesday morning. Start setting up the hotel on the courtyard. And then the hall of fame festival starts on Thursday with an event called first play where they get all the kids in the Canton area and they line them up on a two mile long course. And they hit the ball off along this course, all the way to the stairs of the hall of fame. And one of the kids hands it to the president, David Baker. And there's a few hall of fame players up there and that kicks off the weekend. And then after that, we'll have a golf tournament, um, in Dover and then we'll do uh, We have, this year we're doing a movie premiere in downtown Canton uh, for a film called 25,000 Miles to Glory that was done three years ago independent filmmaker went to all the NFL cities and did a documentary on tailgates and fans so we'll be kicking that off because that's going to start streaming on Netflix after the Hall of Fame weekend then Friday um, we have a uh, what we call is our our tailgate party where you can literally go around our hotel courtyard and try food from around the entire week every team has a, a tent and they bring their local cuisines and everybody it's just a huge party on friday night then we also do float judging in the morning um because we have a parade uh, float in the parade on saturday um and then after the parade on Saturday afternoon, we do an, a charity event at the Hall of Fame. You know, we'll have a little party for kids and everything, sign autographs, take pictures, and then after that, we go to our charity, which is the J Babe Stern Center in Canton, uh, Ohio. For it's a Boys and Girls Club, and we'll do an event just for them specifically for about two hours. And we we wrap bikes we. Provide them with backpacks, of school supplies. Uh, we give them stuff from our individual teams, and it's the highlight of the weekend because this is these are kids that don't get anything. They have nothing, and this is like Christmas for them. They look forward to this weekend more than they do Christmas because they get to see these these people they see on TV, and they they get what they need. Uh, two years ago, we had a woman that had her kids and she took them around and uh you know got them their school supplies and thanked us we we provide lunch for the kids and the families and the woman asked you know she didn't have money for groceries that week so she asked if she could take the extra hot dogs home because she didn't know how she was going to feed her family so the guy that runs the center came up to us and and told us the story and we we you know the woman was still there so we all got together chipped in and we, we got her a couple hundred dollars to buy groceries for her family that week that's amazing and then after that on you know we'll have an, we'll, the inductions are Saturday um but so we'll go to the hall of fame inductions then sunday morning you know we we talked about you know we we, we look out for our new new members so sunday morning we will go and have breakfast at the hall of fame in the Lamar Hunt Room, and we will have our new members inducted into our group at the Hall of Fame, just like our original members were. And then, you know, the game closes out the weekend on Sunday night.
1: God, that sounds like a great way to spend a weekend.
2: Oh, it's it's a it's a hell of a party. It really is, and it's it, it's exhausting too. You know, we, we we tell all these new members that are coming up to, to you know rest up because you're going to need it because you're going to be going from dawn to dusk. That's that's the best way. You
1: know, that's how you're supposed to play. Oh,
2: out. it is. So, but it's it's fun. I mean, there's there's also they started putting a concert in Friday night. They had Aerosmith one year. This year they've got Tim McGraw. So there's all kinds of stuff. Plus the Hall of Fame is doing a, a like a. Thirty, forty million dollar renovation where they're putting in hotels and meeting centers, and like their Super Bowl experience is going to be like a Hall of Fame experience. Where they have all these interactive things for fans to do, and it's just amazing.
1: I am definitely going to have to make it up for one of one of these inductions.
2: Well, if you do, you let us know either myself or Manuel. Somebody at RWO Ram Center, you let them know, and we will definitely hook you up so you're at our hotel. And we'll take good care of
1: you. I don't feel like a celebrity, a real celebrity.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're more infamous than we are famous.
1: That's fair. That's <laughs> so. All right. I don't have any more questions for you, but you are uh, you have a a Facebook page, correct? A Ram Man page.
2: I do. Ram Man Hall Fame Fan 2004.
1: All right, and that's where we can find you.
2: You can find me there or my Facebook made me change my page to my regular name which is Carl Sides. But yeah, most everything's under the Randman page.
1: It was like an unveiling of the mask. It was cool. Carl Sides. It's like <laughs> the Bruce Banner or something. It's like
2: <laughs> well, if you if you go on the Carl Sides page, you'll also be privy to my other hobby, which is um, a movie critic. So you'll start seeing stuff from the com, which is my website where I do my film critic stuff. And you'll see reviews from, from movies. I just put up a new trailer for The Strange with Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: All right. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I like movies. My favorite is probably Draft Day. And I get made fun of a lot for that. But I just love it.
2: That was great. I mean, it, I, you get hit every random fan chuckle when they watch that movie. Um, because of the the references to fleecing uh, the Redskins for a player that they no longer have, yet we have all those picks from them on our our current roster. <laughs> that is that's true.
1: That's I remember I went to the to the theater by myself to see that, and there was like me and one other guy in the movie theater, and he asked the coach, "He's like, what did the Rams get for that trade?" <laughs> I got really excited for that
2: that was fun fun times i was i was fortunate enough i was actually sitting next to rampage um also on the other side of me was hecker and in front of me directly in front of me was kevin demoff and wow. you know he said something to me after the game after the news was over cause i kept i kept chuckling um every time they mentioned the rams and when they talked about you know the in the redskins. I was just like, yeah, because you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really
1: cool movie watching experience. I want to watch a movie with Johnny Hecker.
2: Oh, he'll, definitely. You, If you ever want to, <laughs> he, he's a huge movie buff. And you can tell him that I, I referred you. Cause okay, he, I will. We, we go to movies together a lot. Um. So, yeah. And then we sit there and talk about him during training camp. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a huge movie buff. He'd be more than happy to go to a movie with him. So, and they, they guarantee you know, Hollywood Grommens, he'll be frequenting that a lot. I guarantee it. So.
1: are <laughs> I'm just going to use your name when I do anything and try to be treated like a celebrity.
2: Well, you should be able, you should be good
1: around <laughs> Hollywood. We'll, well, there's only one way to find out, so I just have to try.
2: Yeah, there you go, and we'll definitely, we'll definitely have playing the party for uh, Colorado in two years, and Absolutely. you can show us the town. That
1: would be so much fun. All right, so uh, thank you again for joining me. It is always a pleasure to talk football with a Hall of Famer.
2: Well, I appreciate the time, and I appreciate the opportunity, and, you know, anytime, you know, we're still here, and we're going to continue to support the RWO Rams Central and the Rams. So, you know, it's it's going to be like that starting tomorrow when the schedule comes out, you know, when the draft is done and first week of the season, it's all going to be go Rams.
1: Absolutely. Go Rams. That is the key to this all. That is that is what's important. That's why I'm doing this show. That's are named Ram Man.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know it's, I I had a couple of people asking, well, what are you going to do about Rayman? I go, the team didn't go down in a plane crash. They're still around, so <laughs> Ram Man is still around. Is so true. it's like and, you know it's, I'm 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 not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> and you were not only an iconic Rams Man, but you were also up there, top tier of the classiest fans. You, uh, when when you interact with other team fans, you post in pictures with with the Seahawks fans, the, the Bengals fans, and that's definitely something that we need to push on to the younger generation of fans, that, yes, we want our teams to win. We want the Rams to beat all the other teams, but there's no reason for any hostility while watching with the opposing fan.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you got to understand, tailgating is the last vestige of community. You can actually sit down with friends, with opponents, opposing fans, and fans from around the world, and learn things from them. You know, get to know them, learn, and bond. I mean, it's the last opportunity to do it. And you can actually do it in person. It's not done through Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. You know, you're breaking bread with these people. You're getting to know them. Um, You know, respect the fans, hate the team. And one and honestly, you know, we we you see that what I post with all the opposing fans, and they're all my best friends. Some of them I can, I literally consider as brothers, and you know, it's 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 that kind of bond with our football group. But our football group is lacking two teams, just two. I'll give you I'll give you three guesses on what two teams those are.
1: Um, let me think. <clears throat> Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a whim and say the Browns and the no the Giants. I'll go Giants.
2: No, because the president of the group is a Ram fan. So what two teams are not represented?
1: Okay, so San Francisco. Very good. But I see I see you posting pictures with the Seahawks fans, so I'm I have mean, i got to say it's Arizona.
2: No. New England.
1: New England. Oh, of course. San Francisco <laughs> and New England. It's so easy.
2: <laughs> and honestly and honestly, yeah, it's partially because of a Ram fan, but it's because those are the two worst fan bases in the NFL. Bar none. I mean you see it on you see it on, on YouTube, you see it on Facebook you see all these videos of these San Francisco fans breaking out and fights wherever they go. And, you know, we've had we've had issues with skill fans in some of our group, like when Seattle goes down there for a game. Um, in New England, we've, I've heard from Texan fans that were threatened and, and abused and spit on, and, and it's just not the way. I mean, they're there spending their money in your town, supporting your economy, going to a game at your stadium and all they're doing is cheering on their team just like you are. You know, if their team wins, your team needs to play better. If your team wins, thank them for coming. Thank them for for coming to your stadium. Thank them for enjoying the atmosphere. I've had numerous fan bases. I went to Green Bay the first time I went to Green Bay. I'm walking around Green Bay, Wisconsin in my gear, and I have Packer fans telling me, hey, come to our tailgate, have some food. Come to our tailgate, have a beer, have a broth. And after the game was over, we we lost. Thanks for coming. I hope you had a good time. Not that's, one bad thing said. That is and absolutely that's why the way it needs to they're be. the class of the NFL. I mean, they're, they they set the standard. And we need to continue to do that. That's what we try to do here, and that's what Manuel – and Mike Martinez all Paul Castaneda and all the R.W.O. Ram Central people are going to do in Orange County and wherever we are. If we're on a road game in Detroit, the Detroit chapter is going to do the same thing. You know, that's that's the message we're sending. You know, be a fan, but be respectful.
1: That is the way it's supposed to be. So, thank you again for joining me. I know busy schedules, we're all you know, guys with jobs and stuff. We just love our teams, and that's why we're here tonight. So thank you again for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. Uh, hopefully we can get you some new Facebook friends so you can talk football with them.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I'd love to do that. And, hey, maybe uh, we get closer. Maybe we can sit down with uh, – we can get all of us on a call, Manuel, myself, Mike, uh, from the Hall of Fame and do the show.
1: That
2: would be amazing. All right, we we'll, we'll try to work that out. I'll, that. Let me find out when their when their flight's coming in, and see if we can set something up.
1: And maybe I'll just be there. Maybe we can just do it in person.
2: Uh, if you, yeah, that's no that's no problem at all. I but I'm gonna need to know if you're gonna do that. We're gonna have to set something up pretty quick because I'm gonna need to know, like, in the next two weeks. You're coming.
1: Okay. I'll let you know as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah,
2: just, just because farms going in, so all the Packer fans have bought everything. <laughs> oh,
1: that is true. That is true. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. So if you want to, I mean, if if you want to, if you want to come, no problem. But it'd be better to wait till like if Warner goes in next year, we can plan ahead, and That's it won't true. be a huge. You know, we can at least get you into the enshrinement and stuff like that. Well, maybe we'll just play for next year. Okay, whatever works. I mean, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get you up there.
1: Sounds good. Again, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, this has been Ram Showcase, brought to you by RWO Ram Central, the official booster club of the Los Angeles Rams. My name is Joe Branham. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, just search Joe Branham, and I will come up. I'm sure my name is somewhere on... The website page that you're looking at, so you can know how to spell it. You can find me on Twitter, at TrueNFLJoe. That's T-R-U-N-F-L-Joe, and you can also find my work on TrueLoveSports.com. I uh, just recently, a couple days ago, did a piece on the Rams' draft needs, so check that out. Share it with all your friends. Uh, that's on the Los Angeles Rams True Love Sports Facebook page. That's also where I do. Most of my interacting with the fans and where you will find opinions, which are very important. So thank you all for listening. Uh, keep in mind that the schedule comes out tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that. I'm hearing 7 p.m., I think, Eastern Time is when that will come out. So keep an eye on that. It will probably leak a little bit before, and we will know when the Rams are playing who, and that's what we all want. We want to know the hit list, the order in which destruction will be released upon the rest of the league. So, again, Ram Man, thank you for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for having me, buddy. You all have a good night. Okay, show just ended.